Hi, I'm Rebecca Donliger. I am the host of the Your Voice Matters podcast show. And we are here live at uh, Fishville Studios every Thursday at 12 o'clock Central Time. So I hope you're having a good day here in Dallas. Ooh, the, the weather's kind of overcast and uh, it's really kind of warm outside. Um, wait till December and it'll still be warm. <laughs> this is just the way it is here. Um, today I have something I want to talk to my audience about, and it's something that's very dear to my heart, and that is caregiving. You know, there are so many people out there that's had to do this for their families, or, um, you know, we're, we're living longer, so um, we, have, we have needs and stuff when they, people get older. So a lot of times what I find is, um, you know, family members have to take over and help out and that can be a really kind of it's really it's really an act of love if you think about it and it's usually it's usually your mom or you know your grandmother your aunts or even a child and the thing is that people don't realize a lot of times are that you know caregivers are really like a rare breed there's there's a personality and with patience and love that they can take care of somebody else above themselves. And I, I have done this, and I know other people that's run into it. And I just, you know, it, it kind of like, it's a good thing, but it's also very, very draining. And I think we should talk about this today because there's a lot of caregivers out there, and they they think they get into they get into caring for someone and it's just uh, it's too much they don't have any backup support and um, I'm gonna hopefully give you some tips today that that came across that I learned and I really believe they helped it took me trial and error to learn them <laughs> but that's the way life is right um, now caregivers um, you know a lot of caregivers don't have any experience you know they're like okay Mom's sick, sister's sick, what are we going to do? Somebody needs to be with her. And there's usually a person in the family or a relative. Um, you know, it's too, it's a lot of times it's just too expensive for, if they're not of a certain age and you can use their Medicare or whatever, um, for having assistance, um, especially if, you know, like we all we have these, these homes and stuff. But sometimes those things are so not right for the right people when I guess it's a, it's a good thing to say they can be very negative and when people are sick they tend to be negative I mean you know honestly you know my husband can tell you when I get sick you know you think the world died and you know it's it's just it's just me um, <laughs> but you know you have to be uplifting and you have to take care of yourself as well um, I think sometimes that we forget that because in when caregiving and even the person you're caring for, it takes a toll on you physically, mentally, and even spiritually. You know, you really have to, it's a 24, you know, seven job. It doesn't, you know, you don't get the weekends off unless, you know, somebody actually 
will will say, "Hey, can I come over and help?" To me, that that's a gift, you know. Um, I had to do this for my mom when she got real sick. Um, and it's funny because I'm the child that gave her the so, so the, all all the the headaches and and worry, and I'm the one that's taking care of her. And so I I think that's kind of funny. Maybe it's just payback time. But this, I really want to talk about how it's, it's um, I said it's a 24-7 job, and it really is, because you have to, I kept notes. I kept a notebook, and if anybody can do that, it really helps, because they have to take their medicine. They have, you know, they have certain things they're required to do, um, doctor's appointments, whatever, and um you need a you need a notebook because after a while, and then you can jot down notes about, you know, if she's she or he's having trouble with something. And the secret about being a caregiver is that it will affect you. Um, you've got to set boundaries, um, and that's something I didn't do in the very beginning. And I wish I had. I had to set boundaries for me. Um, you know, you can always have somebody come in. Just for a few minutes, it could be a sibling, it could be a neighbor. It, no, no. If you just need time away, go for a walk, because it can get really, it it gets it gets intense. Even staying in the same house with the same person, um, and you know they're demand. Some people are not demanding. Um, I was really lucky. My mom wasn't, but she always has something for me to do, <laughs> which is sounds like your mom, right? Um, but she was a um, very um she was raised during the depression so if she can get through the depression she can get through mostly anything but uh, she always was trying to do projects for herself which was great because it kept her mind active and it kept me where i could like sit down and do something um besides you know jumping up and fixing breakfast lunch and dinner um but in the eyes um to me, in in my eyes, the people that help can actually pick, actually come up and be a caregiver. They have a special quality. I don't know what you, what you want to call it. Maybe it's grace. Maybe it's um, they just have that special something in them. They're tolerant. For all of a sudden, you become tolerant of somebody maybe you didn't get along with at one time. And one of the things in, in my eyes that people need to really realize is, you know, we have to be kind and selfish and patient. But just remember, how do you want to be treated? And to that effect, you know, put yourself in their place. You know, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to be there, you know. And how would I treat that other person? And that's a big thing. Because you're taking part of your life. And most caregivers, you have to stop and think here. Most caregivers have a job. Or they own their own business. Or there's something, you know, to do. So their whole life is being rearranged for to help this other person. And caregivers today, they do a lot of sacrifice. Because they they do this out of love, they do it out of because it's the right thing to do. Um, if you were t- trained in any kind of medical, um, you know, 
uh, caring for people in that perspective, that's great. But if you're not, you just get thrown into this. And there are some things that can actually help you out. And, and one of the things I want to talk about is being positive. Whatever you do, you have to be positive. And I know that is like really, really hard <laughs> at the end of the day, you know. But don't ever lose your humor. You know, you can find something something funny in just about everything. You know, um, I remember one time I was doing something for my mom. And um, I was, matter of fact, I was bringing her br- breakfast. And I got to where she was at. And she got up about the same time I was giving her her tray. And everything fell on the floor. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay. Um, I guess maybe I need to make breakfast again. Or maybe you needed to eat cereal today. Uh, but, but, but that's just the way life is. You just have to have the small victories. You just have to find the humor. And if you lose your humor, you know you're gonna lose. You're gonna you're gonna lose your spirit because you're doing this out of love and you're doing it out of. And a lot of times we do things because we feel like it's the right thing to do. And doing the right thing sometimes is very very difficult. I know a lot for me, um, yeah, I've walked that road in many aspects of my life. And I really think that it makes you a better person. And try to not get so stressed out. Um, You know, some people are real demanding. (laughs) They just are. That's just their personality. They're just real demanding. And you just, you know, you just have to like, joke around and just kind of like okay you know make it fun and sometimes I realize that is something that's very very hard to do and for me um, I found the victories and the little things that happened during life and you know and I'll talk about the most important person not only in this this situation is you because most caregivers run themselves ragged they get in ill health because they're overdoing. They're thinking about, they're actually thinking about the other person 24-7, and they're not thinking about what's good for Rebecca, you know, for instance. I'm not thinking about what's good for me. I'm thinking about what I need to do for someone else. And this is where we get into trouble. And this is where we lose our, our sense of humor and, and all, everything that goes with that. So um, that is one thing I want to. I was going to talk to you today. And the first thing, there's first things that we have to get out of the way. You have to take care of yourself. And this is something that most I didn't learn it the first time around. I honestly didn't. You know, you you give and you give and you give, and it's, if the you know your your patient or your family one you need something. Oh my goodness! You know, you jump up and do it. Um, but you have to also, you know, you have to have enough sleep because a lot of times we don't get the sleep we need. And one of the things you do, and this is a trick I learned a long time ago. Matter of fact, I, I learned it, um, when I was taking my mom to, um, chemo treatments. Um, you know, you know, you have to stay there for a number of hours. It's like three or four hours, um, depending on what kind of, um, you know, treatment they're giving you but the thing that really got me was I took naps 
when she was getting, she would read and I would take naps, cat naps. And this always, always, you know, it gave me enough rest so I could, you know, until I could actually get a good sleep, a good sleep in when it, where, whenever that was. I think the one thing that I should have done, and I'm telling you all the things that I learned that I should have done, and I learned later on in life, um, you don't eat right. You know, you're all of a sudden, your whole schedule is messed up. You know, so you're doing things for them on their schedule, but your schedule's not the same, so you're not eating right. You're picking, probably not eating the right things, just something to, to tie you over. And, you know, that's not gonna, that's not gonna work. You need to, like, eat, like, high protein, um, foods. Protein gives you energy. It builds muscle because you're going, you're probably gonna need that muscle to, to wait on a, another person and lift, lift. If you have to lift them, you know, that's a, another thing. Um, but always remember to do that. Eat, eat good. If you don't have to, you know, protein comes in different forms. You can even get protein bars if you don't have the time. But always remember to do that because you matter. Because if you don't take care of yourself, like I don't take care of myself, then my, I couldn't take care of my mom. So anyway, I want to tell you, too, that you need to take short breaks. You know, take time out. Um don't get overwhelmed. You know, when I get overwhelmed, I get snappy. You know, I, I answer you. I can only tell how my reactions are. I can't tell you how yours would be. But I, don't, but I can only, I get snappy and short and um, I don't have the patience I need. And that comes from a lack of sleep too. If you don't get enough breaks and a lack, you know, sleep, that's what happens. Or... I get headaches. Uh, sometimes I would get headaches, and it was just the tension on the back of my neck. And these things build up, and people don't realize over time that, you know, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you don't know why. You know, your head's hurting, you know, and you realize, well, maybe I didn't eat this morning. or And this is real common for caregivers. Or maybe, the, you, know, my, you know, I've got tension in my neck, Um uh, they do, you know, some caregivers actually, I mean, actually, I mean, some patients or loved ones actually test your patience. <laughs> they just, they just do. And you can find uh, funny ways or being uh, joking around that kind of relieves that. Don't take life serious. Uh, that is the one thing if I ever I leave with you today is don't take life serious. I know you're dealing with a serious situation but you can find humor, you can find love in that, you can find all the good things that you need. And you know what? Besides, I'm spending extra time with a person I normally don't have that time with. And you know the funny thing about you, about it is, when I had to I would take care of my mom, I was wondering, she started telling me stories that happened when she met my dad. And I never heard these stories over all these years. And she started telling me about her mom and dad and, and things that I didn't know. So, you know, I'm a writer. So I just grabbed a, um, a notebook and I started writing because I thought these are things I need to pass on to my kids or my, my nieces and nephews. Um, because we, um, I didn't know. And I guess she was just reminiscing. I know, um, uh, older people do that. 
And I think that was a great thing because I got to learn about her a little bit more. She wasn't a mom anymore. She was somebody that was actually, you know, she was actually 20 years old at that time. <laughs> you know, you can't, sometimes you can't um, put people in that time in that era. Uh, but she did grow up. I will tell you that she did grow up during the Depression and during World War II. And, uh, that was a hard time for them, and they had to be hard. And they had to be, they had to make it. So, they, it was kind of nice knowing all those stories that she told. And when you're dealing with other family members, um, uh, that is a, a a thing that you just have to, you know, it depends on the family. Sometimes other family members that um, that don't have time to help, they like to help by telling you what you need to do. <laughs> and you just have to laugh this off. You just say yes, and then, oh, that's a good idea, and go on. Or you say, oh yeah, you can come over and you know watch you know watch so and so for you know I've got to go. I got to go to the grocery store. I need to. Can you come over and stay for a while? Um, but those are the things that um, that pr- crop up. They're just little things in life that crop up. And whatever, whatever you do, don't. Develop the should disease. I'm S-H-O-U-L-D. I should have done this. Or I should have done that. Don't should on yourself. You know, that is basically it. It's be, it gives you a real negative um, energy. I don't know how else to put it. Um, for me, you know, I think back and I always wanted to, you know, hindsight's always, always, you know, always better, Right. We can always say, you know, we should have done this or we should have done that. No, you did exactly what you were supposed to do, and it was right. Never let anybody tell you any different. Because you're in that situation. You made the call. This is what happened. So always own that because that was the right thing to do at the time. And I know sometimes we always, you know, go back and think, well, uh, maybe this would have been better if I had done this. No. That was the way life was supposed to turn out. So don't uh, don't ever, ever go back and do that to yourself because you will hold guilt for the rest of your life. And this is, you know, and you have a wonderful life and you need to share this. And I'm sharing this with you because I'm hoping that other people that's in this situation, and believe me, there is a lot, a lot of people out there in this situation that... Actually, you know, they could actually benefit from somebody actually walking the walk and talking the talk. And I love that saying. I heard it years ago because, you know, you can't talk about something unless you live through it. And I, I believe there's so many, there's Americans, there are people worldwide, uh, you know, they're in this fix right now. I mean, it's really not... It's in this situation, and they, they're doing the best they can. And the thing is, if you can share your experience and strength and hope with them, it gives them it gives them the light at the end of the tunnel, like, oh, okay, I can try that. That would be great. Listen, you know, it's always, always best when you share with other people. Never, ever feel like, you know, you're being, you know, proud or whatever. You're just sharing your experiences. Um, one thing that I think is always mo- most important to care- caregivers, you have to take care of you. 
caregivers have to realize that um, we have to, and we have an adjustment we have to make. And that comes, that comes, sometimes it comes easy, sometimes it doesn't. But we're going to take a short break here and give a little love to our...
Welcome back. You are listening to the Your Voice Matters podcast show. And didn't you love that? I love ABBA Dancing Queens. Makes you want to get up and dance. And it brings back such, oh, it, you know, it really brings back a lot of good memories, doesn't it? Um, I guess that's why, um, you know, um, I always think about stories. You know, I love to tell stories. And I think, well, when you're thinking about, you know, good old days, you know, that's, <laughs> that's you know, all those come flooding in. We are talking about caregivers and caregiving, and it is it's a universal thing we do today. Um, and we're talking about the smart way of actually, you know, helping caregivers. Um, people are always going to get sick, and and loved ones are going to um, going to have to take care of them because if you think about it, and um, and that I'm I've been experienced with this too. Um, trying to find if you have to put someone like in a rehab place. Well, rehab's not bad because it's good. But um, like a nurse, well, I don't even know whether they call them nursing homes anymore. But um, it's, they're just, some of them are just awful. I mean, there is no way to say it. They are just, um, I've been to, I've been to, to several and, um, and I had relatives in them too, so they're just not good at all. So if you can actually keep somebody at home, that would be great. And I, I know uh, we haven't talked about this very much, but usually the caregiver, I, t- I told you, usually you know they usually are working or they have they work part time or they have a family, and uh, doing what's good for your family and for you is important too. So don't feel guilty. Um, if you got to have a break or something, you know, get a neighbor to come over and sit or a relative or a brother or sister or an uncle, it doesn't matter, but you need time away from that. And for me, I needed, you know, I needed that because I just, this sounds crazy, but I just wanted to go home and sit in my own house where it's quiet, <laughs> where, you know, because if you're having to stay with somebody, or maybe they're staying with you, and if that's the case, then you need to get out. You need to go and do things. And one thing I need to tell you all, the most important thing you can do is be good to yourself. And I'm going to give you some tips, because these are things I didn't do to start with. <laughs> and I hope, you know, this... Um, that you're listening, if you're, if you're taking care of somebody or you know somebody that that is, that you can pass these along. The first thing we talked about is eating healthy. And on the, for me, you know, eating healthy is grabbing this or grabbing that. No. You actually, you know, when they, when they sit down to eat, you sit down to eat. If they're having bacon and eggs in the morning or their oatmeal, whatever, just make yourself some too. And most of the time, I would just grab a cup of coffee. Think about it. I ran on coffee. I ran on caffeine. Uh, I still do a little bit today, but um, that's because I choose to. Uh, but yeah, you know, you need to, and, and that to a lot of people is feels foreign to take care of yourself and actually, because if you think about it logically, if you don't take care of yourself and you don't eat properly and you don't get what you need, then you're not going to be able to take care of them. And then what's going to happen then? You know, 
uh, I have known I have been I have known people that have been caregivers, and the thing is, they got sick, and it's um, and it was not good because they didn't have anybody else coming in to help that other person. Now they 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 don't feel that great. So and I mean when that happens, you become prone to the flu, you know, you know, colds and other things, you know, and you don't want that because you don't want, you know, you don't want anyone to get sick basically because you don't want those people around you, you know, around this, around the older, older person you're taking care of. And every, and you know, a lot of times it's just not older Americans or older um, people and, you know, all, you know, universe. It's, um, sometimes it's kids. You know, sometimes it's, um, some kids have disabilities or, um, or they have a disease or, or it could be, you know, it's just not always older people. It could be people in their 30s and 40s. You know, you never know. But the same applies here. One of the things I want to tell you is to keep in mind, you have to do certain things for yourself. If they're taking a nap, you take a nap. It's sort of like when you have a kid, you know, and when they sleep, you sleep. I mean, that's basically, you know, um, I don't know what to tell you about that, but, but that's basically what it is. You know, it's just the way it is. Um, because when, it, when are you going to get any other sleep? Because, you know, even if you have a newborn, you know, you're going to be up all night, all, all, you know, day long and night and everything else. So it's the same thing. You know, take some take time out too if they're doing something or engaged in something read if, if if you love to read you know you can get lost in pages you you can get lost in a good book and that kind of takes your mind out of out of this you know this you know vision you know this really um blind uh, blind vision that you're in you know you just you just see this and we need to open up our our lives and open up our open up ourselves to do something good for us for me i know sometimes um older people or if they're not older it doesn't matter um whoever it is sometimes they're they're great at playing games you know some people love to play cards or board games or whatever and that helps you with your mind it helps them with their mind you know it keeps you sane and that is one thing that we always try to do is keep our sanity and our humor and sometimes that is you know that that will save you from anything is your humor um, I remember something happening to my mom one time, and um, and it was like, okay, and then we'd both just burst out laughing because I thought, you know, what else could have gone wrong that day? It's it just it it just was it just it was just funny, and it was a good it was good for your soul, you know, laughter is good for your soul. So always try to laugh, um, find things that are humorous or funny or or read you know read the comics um or if you can go for a walk that is probably one of the best things you can do even if you have to ask a neighbor or someone to come over and watch them for a while walking just absolutely clears your mind you're getting good exercise 
you know, you can, your mind wanders, and that's what it needs to do. Your mind needs to get away from this um, tunnel vision that you, you're in right now. So if you can walk, it's, you know, it's really healthy to walk. You can even lose weight walking. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, when you get outside in the fresh air and everything else, it just lifts your spirits and it lifts your sense of humor. You know, when you don't have humor and you don't have that uplifting, um, I don't know what you want to call it, uplifting, um, you know, gratitude. You know, you have to be grateful for the things you have in life. And it's, you know, and the thing was, I tried to find that when I was taking care of my mom. And I thought, hmm, I was the kid that gave her the most trouble. So, <laughs> the thing is, I was thinking, but here I am, much older, much wiser, and she is sitting here telling me stories that I didn't know. She grew up, like she grew up in the Depression, like I said, and she's telling me stories about things that I didn't know about. I mean, even when we were growing up, she never mentioned these things. So, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a writer, so I, I jot down, I started jotting down stuff. And um, I started a book on her life. And I think, you know, that was the most thing, best thing I could do to honor her. And today, um, you know, I don't regret that. don't regret that at all. You can also, you know, if you're into watching movies or something like that, that's a great, great way to recharge. A lot of people recharge doing different things. So whatever it is your thing that you do, it's important that you do it. Um, I know uh, my husband loves to bike. You know, he goes bicycle riding. Um, you know, and he, you know, just from different people. Um, I have a sister that crochets. Can you believe that? She still crochets. Um, but just do things and doing things with your hands. If you're mechanical, that's great too. Because if you do things with your hands, then it gets your mind and the other part of your mind working. One thing I really want to talk about too is um, when you take care of somebody, sometimes you feel like you, li you live in a time capsule. Like the whole world is out there and you're in this little time capsule <laughs> uh, with a person you're taking care of. and um, So you feel like sometimes life and just stand still. You know, it is... I don't know, it's the weirdest thing. It feels like you are just here in this in the present, in this moment, and in, in those moments turn into days and weeks and years. And the thing is, and all of the world stops outside. And the the thing for me is like you're I believe I believe that's survival mode. That it's the only way your body, your mind can actually handle everything that's going on and that's not bad that's not a bad thing so temporarily you don't want to like lose touch with reality you need to get out sometimes but this is another thing that I found out later on that I um, really I really was so glad I found out there are agencies that will come and they have what they call sitters and they will come and sit with people um, and they will sit with them how long ever how long you ever want to. Um, we would I would take a day off and um, have them have them come, 
and you know you prepare you know you tell them here are these emergency numbers this is what she needs to do you know and they're real you know they're real good at this they do this all the time and so they're in really capable hands so I would do that every once in a while I would hire a sitter or you can ask if your family your other family members are not not in the position to help maybe they can pay for it I don't think it, I don't remember it being costing a lot it depends how long they stay but I would do that. Uh, to me, that would be the, one of the most important things that you could actually do for yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of somebody else. And you would get sick. Now, here's the hard part. For me, the hard part was standing up for those who had no voice. When my mom got really sick, she... Her her voice was low, you know, and, you know, we, um, through the years, we always talked, you know. Um, she would go into remission, and then she'd come out, and she'd go into remission, and then she'd come out. And um, when she got really bad, uh, you know, she just didn't have the fight. And so that's where you come in. If I can get through this without crying... Um, you have to be their voice because I have none. Whatever their wishes are, you stand firm on those wishes. I don't care if the doctor is telling you something else. If this is their wishes, you have to stand strong and do what they say. And, you know, that is your honor. That is honoring them. And uh, I know a lot of people have told me that over the years, there was like their loved one was just you know at death's door, but they um, the patient didn't didn't really they wanted to to go on and try this treatment, this treatment, and this treatment. That is their that is their prerogative, you know. And you have to stand up for that, you know. You don't. And I have been in the hospital before. I don't know whether I've told a lot of people this. So this is good. It's good for you because you need to know this. I have argued with doctors. I mean, these are these are doctors I've known for a long time. And I says, I know that is probably the right treatment, but that is not what he wants. You know, and my, my brother was to the stage where, you know, he still had all his, you know, wits and mind about him. So he knew what he wanted. And I think that is really hard for caregivers because you always want to put your voice in there for them. And that's not really cool. Um, it's really not because that is not your choice. That is their choice. And But I want to tell you something that happens. When you do that for someone else, when you take their wishes and be their voice, Something happens to you. You actually become stronger as a person because you're fighting for someone else and what they want. And one just remembers one day that might be you. But for the grace of God, that could be you one day. So you just hope that somebody does the same thing for you. Okay, now that was kind of heavy, and we always laugh at your voice matters. So, <laughs> um, but there are funny things that happen um, during the way. 
<laughs> things that you have to you have to laugh about and find humorous. Um, the toughest thing I think sometimes is finding that sense of humor in a rough spot, and when you're overtired, you know, and you you know you haven't eaten, and some, and I know a lot of people that their blood sugar gets low, and when that happens, you know, you just have to take a deep breath. If you, even if you have to walk out of the room, go someplace quiet just for a few minutes, and just take a deep breath and uh, some people pray some people recite one of their their favorite poems or whatever your thing is um do that do that that centers you because you have to be you have to be strong for them because they cannot be strong for themselves and you know what this is really an honor i really want to say that when you're actually being with somebody and helping them voice their opinions and what they want, you become stronger as a person. You be you learn from them. So don't always look at it like it's, you know, this is really, you know, really hard on my family. It's and it is. It is. There's no no you know thing about that. It really is. Um but there's so much that you can get out of this. It's almost like um Hmm. You find the you find yourself the the deeper part of yourself inside you um, that you didn't know existed, and that is a good thing because it will carry you through the rest of your life. Nothing happens for an accident. Believe me, nothing ever happens. Um, it's you know you'll say oh it's just a fluke that just happened and you know it happened for a reason. So I always believe in that. So anyway, uh, I think we will take a quick break here and we have some awesome music and we'll be right back. When marimba rhythms start to play, dance with me, make me sway. Like a lazy ocean hugs the shore, hold me close, sway me more. Like a flower bending in the breeze, bend with me, sway with ease. When you dance, you have to bear with me, stay with me, sway with me. Other dancers may be on the floor, dear, but my eyes will see only you. Only you have that magic technique. When we sway, I go weak. I can hear the sound of violins long before it begins. Make me thrill as only you know how. Sway me smooth, sway me now. Other dancers may be on the floor, dear, but my eyes will see only you. Only you have that magic technique. When we sway, I go weak. 
Welcome back to Your Voice Matters, and you are listening to Michael Bublé. Woo! Love him. <laughs> so we are talking about uh, caregivers and care um, and caring for others. And I wanted to mention this um, before. I had met um, a lady when I was uh, caring for my brother, and he got to the point where he needed an extra care. So let me put this bug in your ear. If you need this, they are the best people for for the hire. They're called Angel Hands. They're here in Dallas. And the thing is, these ladies will actually, they come out and they give, you know, they do all the, the you know what, they're just like part of the family. They include you as part of the family. They took care of everything I needed to take care of. They checked on me. They will check on you. They will have a... They have a minister that calls you and makes sure that, you know, you actually, you need to talk to somebody. And if, you know, they are just there 24-7 for you. So um, I can't can't praise them enough. Um, during the pandemic, they actually brought me, um, you know, suits so I could go see my brother. <laughs> so that was really nice. So the one thing I want to leave you with today is if you're a caregiver, you're an angel on earth. I, I really mean that. I really think you're walking angels because you, you actually have to be in order to take care of another person. So remember that. Remember that you are important. You have, you know, you have a mission. And just remember, too, that take care of yourself. Because for a lot of people out there, Taking care of themselves is really, really hard when you have to. You, you're just totally engulfed with taking care of someone else. And I would like to like to talk. Well, next week, first of all, we have a special guest coming. Her name is Meredith Miller, and she will be here next week. She's a fabulous lady. I have known her for the American Business Women Association, and um, she will. She has a lot to tell you. She's getting a she's getting an award, and it's just going to be really, really great. So, before we close, I would like to say thank you to our tech Gabe. He's always over there making a, making us all sound great, <laughs> and um, I think he's uh, he, he does a wonderful job. He always talks to me during the uh, the breaks, <laughs> but. Um, 
I want to say thank you for being with me this Thursday and listening to the Your Voice Matters show at the Fishbowl Studio. I will be here every Thursday from noon to one. So catch me on the rerun.